Hey y'all and welcome to the Stepping Into She podcast. My name is Courtney, the founder and the creator of Stepping Into She. This podcast will feature real relatable women sharing their stories of becoming through their journeys of stepping into she. Topics will include health and wellness, faith, love, sexuality, career, and so much more. Don't forget to like these episodes, subscribe to the podcast, and share with your friends because everyone needs a little journey of stepping into she. Thanks, guys. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Hey, y'all. You are about to check out this episode of Stepping Into She with Adorian from She Wins New Jersey. She is the founder and creator of She Wins New Jersey. She is also the youngest woman ever to be elected to the Board of Education in Newark, New Jersey. This episode, we talk about all things Black Girl Magic, her journey to creating her organization, and so much more. I hope you guys are inspired and enjoy the conversation. And we have a great conversation tonight. So I will jump right in and ask you to tell us who is Adorian from She Wins NJ? Who is the woman behind the magic? Oh, well, the <laughs> woman behind the magic is one, uh, I'm a daughter, right? A proud mm-hmm. daughter, of an incredible black mother and, a, and an immigrant black father. I'm an auntie to like several amazing nephews. Oh, I love it. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm I'm also the queen of the two-step. I got a mean two-step. <laughs> I two-step no matter what. Always need a two-step. <laughs> I'm saying it never fails. It yes. never fails. Um, but at my core, I'm, I'm a girl from Newark, right? Who loves her city, who loves her people, um, and is passionate about making sure that other black girls, black and brown people, people who have been underestimated, wherever you're from, wherever you look like, have a chance at winning. Um, and that's why I created She Wins. That's why I ran for school board. Uh, that's why, you know, on this incredible platform with you here at Stepping Into She, because I believe that we're all capable of greatness. Um, we just need the opportunity to, to live that out. So I'm super happy to be here. Yes, I love that. I love that. Um, I loved, do you know what school I go to? Oh, <laughs> some people are already jumping in with questions, with questions hey. for you. Um, I love that about you. I love uh, your platform and everything that you've been doing. So tell us about She Wins NJ. How did that start? Totally. And Kylie, I don't know what school you go to, but let me know. You, if you go to school yes. in Newark, I want to know. I want to know you. Even if yes. you don't. I still want to know you. Drop it in the comments. Yes, let us know. Yeah. um, Oh, my God, girl. I just got so... Tell tell me... You said tell you. It's okay. It's okay. So I was... Because you you talked about She Wins NJ and how that's important. Tell us about the journey of you creating and starting this amazing organization for Black women in the city of Newark. Well, it really started... um, And and honestly, in in, in some ways, in in a place of kind of pain right um mm-hmm. when i was seven years old i lost my dad to gun violence here in the city of newark wow. he literally shot and killed two blocks from my house um and so years later when i would be high school and actually honestly even throughout middle school i started to see that there were so many other people who went through what i went through right some worse right um but a lot of what made the difference in my life and in other people's lives was like really having that support system, right? Mm-hmm. I vividly remember the summer, the summer, like right after my dad got killed, um, my mother was like, okay, this is horrible. We're going to pray for you. we keep you in church. We're also going to try to as much as possible keep your life normal. So we're mm-hmm. going to take you to JFK so you yes. can there and be at the rec center. We're going to keep making sure you go to Branchbrook skating rink, right? So you can have <laughs> this normal life. We're also going to keep you prayed up. Mm-hmm. Right and, and, and remind of who and whose you are, no matter what you go through. So I think about what made the difference for me and a lot of folks in my who went through things I went through. It was that support system. So mm-hmm. I created She Wins so that other girls who share my stories or stories similar to mine would have that same type of support system. Be that at their school when we partner with schools like Thirteenth Avenue that have school programs. Be that in the summertime um, mm-hmm. when we're partnering with Rutgers University to run a free six week leadership an empowerment program for girls in the city of Newark. Yes, I you love know? that. Yes. <laughs> so just about creating those same systems of support, but at the same time, not beyond systems of support, making sure that young women have spaces to create a change in their community so that mm. other people won't have to go through the same things they go through, right? Yeah. And if they go through them, to know that there's a way out. Yes, I love that. I love that. I think it's amazing to have that and 
going through what you went through, I think it's so important to understand that support is needed, but you also need to be encouraged. And I love that your organization just encourages young girls to know that there's more, to know that there is greater, but to also know that they're not alone, right? And I think that is so, so needed, especially in a time now where a lot of young Black girls feel like they are up against the wall. Like, we've always felt like that, but you really feel like that now. You really feel and need that encouragement. So I love that about She Wins and Jay. Yeah, one thing you made me think of, too, and I see you, Kylie. I love you uh, <laughs> on Clinton Hill. You guys, that's a great school. Shout out to Brick Schools and, and Southmore mm-hmm. Children's Science. It's a dope area um, and, a, and a great school. Um, but I love it, too, because a lot of times when we talk about Black kids, Black and Brown kids in, in cities like Newark, um, a lot of times Black girls and Brown girls aren't in the conversation yes. when it comes down to who needs support, right. who um, needs an extra kind of push. When, when we look at the numbers, Black girls are some of the growing rates of girls who are showing up being suspended from schools mm-hmm. uh, even when they commit the same type of infraction other people of different races black girls are the growing population in prison both juvenile detention mm-hmm. and, and so there's something to be said about this group who is always with that oh well she a girl she got it oh, she, right. she gonna figure it out um and we're suffering in silence right, right. and so and so the organizations like she wins and the work that we do is becomes really important because it's like look uh, in, the, in the words of uh, Jesse Williams, just because we're magic doesn't mean that we are not real. Right. Right? right? Like, you mm-hmm. can have Black girl magic still need to be seen and still yes. need to be heard. Yes. And so, like, you know what I'm saying? Everything you go through um, is completely overlooked. And so mm-hmm. we, we find, we try to take that opportunity for every girl, girls who were affected by violence in the city, in the city of Newark, girls who don't share that story, but mm-hmm. girls who want to be a part of a community that knows that, look, we see you, we mm-hmm. hear you, there's a place for you here, and there's a role that you have in making your community a better place. Yes, yes. Frick um, is not the best. Okay. <laughs> listen, listen, it's things I would have changed about my school, too. I hear you. But we, we could talk and figure that. I know a lot of the people who... Um, run brick schools and i know that they they would listen to your your ideas on how to make it better so dm me and let's talk and we can try to figure something out yes do that i love that (laughs) i love that um and i think it's so important how you said young black girls want to be seen like you said there's always like oh she'll figure it out but forgetting like no actually we are real we need we need to be seen we need to be acknowledged even if it's just within ourselves and sometimes we forget that we need to acknowledge that in ourselves too um so i love that about your program so with that what are some of how, how did you say i'm going to start this organization like did you just wake up one day it was like i need it i'm gonna do it or was it just like a process was it did you get a lot of pushback how did that happen because i know a lot of organizations are popping up with with women in mind particularly black women in mind but what i love about yours is it's homegrown it's like people mm-hmm. the women from newark are building that so how did you how did you get there? <laughs> yeah, I mean, so a lot of my story with She Wins or any of the work I do in my community starts in two places, in the back of my mom's classroom and in the back of her car. Um, she was a public school teacher <laughs> here in Newark, right? And so mm-hmm. I vividly remember spending days after school if I wasn't at the rec center or doing something else, finishing my work in the back of her class, right? Mm-hmm. Or since she was a social worker and she was coming to pick up her kids who had been kicked out of their foster home late at night. Mm. Be in the back of her car, being there for her kids. And so I grew up knowing that I had a role as a young woman uh, in making sure that other young people in my city and in my community had a better opportunity. Um, and so she wins in its own right is really uh, in that same legacy. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of how I specifically started, though, I was 19. I was a, a college student, Swarthmore, outside of Philadelphia. And um, this particular time, uh, there have been 10 killings in 10 days in Newark. 10 mm. in 10 days. I'm sorry, 10 shootings, actually. And so I just, it was interesting for me because I had been spending, doing a lot of time doing organizing work, um, running programs, education programs, but none of them specifically for girls who shared my story of being affected by violence. And when I saw what happened and how many people who I knew, who knew people who had gotten killed or gotten shot, I was like, it's time for me to do something specifically for girls who, who share this story right. uh, with me. And so uh, that's how it was created. And I was uh, lucky enough to apply for a grant um, that had to that gave me the support. So I had to f- put my whole like nonprofit hat on part of what a nonprofit was. 
Mm-hmm. You know, do research, you have a committee, um, do all this stuff. But all at 19 while still in college. At you 19. Make that, make that full-time <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> when I look back on it, it was crazy how it happened, but you know, none of it happened in the silo. It was incredible to be a part of a greater community and a village who supported me and saw me. Mm. Um, when I was looking for a space, right? That's yeah. that next summer I came to Newark. I had this program. I had some funding to do it. I had girls signed up. I had no place to run it. No place. And mm. by the grace of God, I met a man yes. named Obelaji Kubaraka, shout out to Obi, who saw me and I told him about what I was doing. And he was like, I got you. And he helped us get our first location, um, which is at the Center of Hope for Girls, right off Boyd Street, across mm -hmm. the old little bricks in Newark. And so, again, it takes a village. And I've been really lucky to have a village supporting me in the work I do. I love that. I love that. It's like, but God, you came in, he was like, I don't have, I got it. I got girls in the program and nowhere to go, but God made a way. And I love, love that. And I love the connection of the community, too, because I think, like you said, it takes a village. And somebody saw you. And so what you were doing was like, we got to make sure this this happens. And that is amazing. Um, we have one comment in the chat question. How do you evolve your curriculum to meet the needs of young girls today? Mm. Oh, I love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, first of all, I just want to shout out some of the students who are on here. I know. Oh, yes. Couple, yeah. So I see some of my young people here. I see Brittany on here. I see Miss Armstrong, who's an incredible teacher and educator in Newark, and also her daughters, and she wins. Um, and anyone else I don't know, I thank you for being here, and I'd love to get to know you. Um, so first of all, just so, so glad you guys are here. Um, hey, Donna. <laughs> but in response to that question, I think in terms of the curriculum and the program evolving, serving the needs of girls today, you know, a lot of us as adults, and I'm just going to keep it 100, right? Mm -hmm. When we work with young people, we could get real comfortable making decisions about young people and not with young people. You know what I'm saying, right? Yeah. So we yes. like, oh, yeah, I know what's best for these girls. I know what's best for these kids. But yet the kids sitting right there and we asking them what they need, right. what they want. Right. And so what we try to do at She Wins is really make sure that we design our programming and our services and our opportunities around what it is the girls say they need and want. Mm. Um, now, like all organizations, there's always room for growth, right? Right. And so if, I, if we run something and our girls say, all right, Mr. Dorian, I like this, but I think it should be better in this way we're listening to that feedback so it, mm -hmm. it comes down to one creating feedback loops with young people so that they have a seat at the table um yeah. and know that they are not just being uh you know something that's served but they're the, the, the opportunity is actually being created uh in, in, in partnership with them yes mm -hmm. and that's so important as someone who works in the juvenile justice system one thing i always say is like there's never representation of the community we serve at the table. And we have this, this very strong will to want to make decisions for other people without understanding that half of the people who make those decisions don't live in the community, don't know the community, don't ask. And it's like, it's, it's, it's second nature to just do that. And I love when organizations can say, you know, we are partnering with them. You're not just coming in as like, tell us your story and tell us this. It's like, no, you're going to be a partner. And I love that because it also empowers girls to say, I can do this too, you know, and, and you need that as someone, I didn't really have that. <laughs> so I love that, you know, you share that with girls in Newark. And I live, I live in Newark now. I'm not originally from here, but yeah, yeah, I live here now. <laughs> and I love, I love that. Yes. We enjoyed that representation. And when space is provided at the table for us young people, I love that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Um, so let's talk a little bit about your journey now. So yeah. one thing I will say, I have to acknowledge is that you are the youngest woman to be elected to the board of education in Newark. So congratulations on that. That is amazing. Tell us a little bit about that part of your journey and how you got there. What was, I know you said your mom was a teacher, so that may be a little piece of why <laughs> um, you did that. But tell us a little about that. Uh, tell us a little bit about that part of your journey. For sure. Um, first, oh, I saw one of my other young people came on here, Marina. Good to see you, love. I'm so proud of you. I miss you. I miss you. I miss you. I miss you. So I can't wait to see you again. I'm so glad you're here. Um, but how I came onto the school board, if I'm being completely honest, like I never really saw myself in politics. Mm. Uh, I, I saw the value of it. I saw the import of it. Um, but I always said that, you know, I just like being on the ground. I like doing the work. I like teaching the kids. I like starting the programs. I like running the initiatives. Um, I don't know about politics, though. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. That's, that's, just how, that's just where I was at with it. 
Um, and I think that a lot of us from the communities we come from, we've seen politics work and we've seen it not work. Right. So a lot of people have been skeptical of it. What I'll say though, um, is that I was really, really lucky to um, one, have been seen by somebody with such a visionary uh, like Maya Baraka, who saw the work that I was doing in Newark with young people. And he challenged me, he said, look, I see what you bring to the table for our kids. Mm-hmm. And I would love to see you like really look into this opportunity for school board. Um, and so when I had that conversation with Mayor Baraka and his team and other folks in the city who were saying, look, like we need young people at the table, right? When we're mm-hmm. making decisions about 55,000 kids in the largest public school in the state of New Jersey, there right. should be voices at that table who are close the young voices who were actually being served and so right. i was really grateful to even have one of my mentees lakita who told me this is at the time when i wasn't sure if I was to run she was 16 at the time and i was talking to her about it she said mr dorian if it was me you would tell me to run so why mm. would you run? you know what i'm saying <laughs> right you know right so first of all shout out to our young people who are always going to tell it to us like it is always. you know real real mentorship and education work we are learning from our young people just as much as they are learning from us. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it really came down to me knowing that, look, one, there was work that needed to be done. Two, I could, with my voice and my experience, be a part of making sure that work was done mm-hmm. and make sure that it was done with fidelity and yes. using and centering the voices of the students. And then three, I know that growing up here in the city of Newark, there were so many people there were so many people, Courtney, who were just as smart as me, if not smarter than me, mm-hmm. who didn't graduate high school with me, who didn't go to college with me, right. who still trying to figure it out. And it, it wasn't because they didn't try. It wasn't because they didn't smart, weren't smart enough. But it was because they didn't have the right opportunity. Right. So I knew that there was something that I could do, even within my own small sphere as a board member, uh, mm. to help bridge that gap and make sure that young people have more opportunities. And so that's how I came into this work. Um, And I see that politics um, really can be a means to an end of serving our community, right? Yes. Yes, I love that. Now, do you still serve on the Board of Ed now or? That's right, I'm still on the board. So I'm about a year and a half onto the board. (laughs) Oh, that's great. How has your journey been so far? Do you still feel the same way as you did when you first started? Are you like, oh my God, this is crazy, but I'm still in it? I mean, listen, it's a whirlwind. It's a whirlwind because, you know, there's so much going on, right? Mm -hmm. Um, There's so much happening. But what I'll say is that uh, the most rewarding parts of the work are really being able to work and listen directly to students, directly to families, directly to parents, and to be able to create the opportunities, whether it's just through them sliding in my DMs on Instagram and saying, hey, look, my kid's computer still isn't working and the mm. principal isn't getting back to me. He helped make this happen. Or talking to students who are jumping on my comments, trying to figure out how am I going to figure out remote learning right now? This is so stressful. Right. When able to really help people know that they have someone who's listening to them, who mm-hmm. can be a voice for them and can create a seat for them at the table. That's what I know that I'm doing this work uh, the right way. And so it's, it's been an incredible journey. Um, what I'll tell you too, y'all, is everyone isn't always ready to hear from young Black women. That is true. <laughs> they are not always ready from young Black women. And I got to make it, you know, I got to sometimes I got to let people know, like, don't let the glasses fool you, right? Because mm. <laughs> I'm here for a reason. Right. I'm here for a reason. And that's for the kids. And that's for the work. And that's for the community. Uh, what I'll say though is that there's been an incredible number of allies and supporters who have been in this work with me to create uh, some impact. So we've got a lot of work, a lot of work to do in this district, but I feel really <laughs> lucky to be here. And That's serve. awesome. That's awesome. And I think I love how you connect with people and it's not just, you know, how sometimes people get to a certain space and certain place and they're like, Oh, I'm, be- I'm above that. Or I'm beyond that. You're still connecting to the girls on the ground. You're still doing the work. And I think that is amazing. Talking about your journey, on the board of education is that something that you feel like and this could just be a projection <laughs> in the day of election do you feel like this is something that you want to take long term would you think of a career in something mm-hmm. like that is and like in politics or like in, in politics mm-hmm. yeah you know i i'm gonna go wherever the purpose is mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and so if, I, if if opportunities open for me to be purposeful um, in elected office, and I feel like I can actually make an impact, 
then I absolutely can see myself there. Yes. And what I'll say is one of the most rewarding things about this experience during this crazy election um, has been seeing my girls, Courtney, who started with me in 2015, 2016 as 12, 13 years old girls, mm -hmm. being able to become registered voters, right? Some of which who I had to sweat, sweat them to register the most girl. If you don't hurry up and get your thing in. <laughs> um, but seeing them get so excited and FaceTime me when their ballots come in or send me their pictures. That was Lakita. She FaceTime me when her ballot came in or Tylasia who sent us a picture of her voting. Mm -hmm. um, seeing our young people know that they have a, a seat at the table here and that there's place for them here, civically, academically, uh, politically, uh, knowing that they have a voice. And so, um, you know, if, if the opportunity comes for me to be purposeful, impactful in other spaces politically I'm open to it but my thing is all about power uh, mm -hmm. purpose not power right yes position um but I I just love seeing my young women really get fully involved in this election and frankly Courtney I want to be voting for them soon I want to be yes put it into existence yes one of the That's girls it. if not all of them are going to be running for something and we are definitely going to see them out there voting for them I love that That's I love right. that I think Newark is a great um, like I said, I moved here five years ago, so I, and I haven't, I'm not originally from here, but I've seen um, Azorian Rocks. Yeah, she is amazing. <laughs> I've seen so many things happen here, and I think it's one of the cities that allows for so much diversity and so much voice to be, so, so many people's voices to be heard, and I think that's really awesome. We have a great mayor who allows that to happen, and I think you're thriving in that, and that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm amazing. Um, so... Tell, tell us a little bit about on your journey, what were like one or two like roadblocks or things that happened that kind of either you were like, I don't know about this, or you were like, I got to get through this and keep pushing. Obviously, we know you did, but was there one or two things that while you were on your journey, whether to creating She Wins New Jersey or to being on the Board of Education that kind of set a block for you that you felt like you didn't know if you was going to overcome or <laughs> you didn't know yeah. if you was going to go on the other side. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, no, I'll answer that. And uh, I, Kylie, I saw your question earlier. So as a school board member for North Public Schools, technically, I only serve as the elected representative for the 60 plus traditional public schools that are here in the mm -hmm. district, right? So because you go to a charter school, technically, you're within the district. Um, but my kind of formal power, right, in terms of helping dictate um, the policies and curriculum that mm -hmm. happens doesn't really extend to your school because it's a charter, which means that you guys have your own independent kind of uh, functioning. Um, and so technically the people who run your, your schools are, is the Brick Education Network. And Mr. Dominic Lee um, is pretty incredible. Um, he, he runs that organization. But if you have more questions, just DM me and we could talk and I can help. Uh, but I'm, 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 I consider myself a, stu a, a, a board member for all people, right? All mm -hmm. schools whether you're here in our public schools, our district schools, private, et cetera. If you are North and you a student, then you, you want to mind, okay? <laughs> right. So you want to mind, Kylie, whether you like it or not. Let's definitely talk. Um, I'd say one of the challenges, though, uh, particularly like when I think about like the school board, and even when she wins to some extent, when it's like first initially starting, anything that we do that's going to push us and challenge us to rise to our next level, we have to uh, overcome this huge enemy, and that enemy is self-doubt. Mm, mm -hmm. It's your own doubt. It's your own questioning. It's your own fear. Can I do this? Am I strong enough? Am I smart enough? Will they like me? Uh, mm -hmm. Does my strength and my intelligence and my power intimidate people? Mm. And if it does, like, how can I navigate that? Um, it's so funny. Like, so for, I went to middle school, elementary, everything here in Newark, a predominantly black and brown city. I went to high school in Western Massachusetts at a predominantly white, extremely wow. wealthy high school. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Hold on, story there. Um, and then I went to college in a predominantly white area as well. And so when I think about like in high school and college, both great experiences, by the way. Mm -hmm. One of the things I had to kind of constantly overcome was like this imposter syndrome, being in class often as the only black woman. Um, being like, all right, yeah, I'm the only black woman here, but I'm gonna be confident and comfortable enough to say what I got to say, uh, because I have a place here. I am enough, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. What I think about now, though, in these spaces where I'm in predominantly black spaces, but I'm the youngest one, right? Yeah. And I'm not just the youngest one, but I'm the youngest black woman. Mm. 
it's not race that kind of presents itself as much as the, the kind of area of questioning, but my youthfulness and my womanhood mm-hmm. and my blackness and the intersection of the three. Yes. Right? The <laughs> right. All three. All yes. three have an intersect. And so it's like, yeah, I got to really remind myself that, and all of us need to, you are that chick. Right. You are amazing. You right. are dope. You are smart. You are talented. Yes, raise your hand. Yes, if there's a problem, we need to hear you say something about it, right? Um, we as young Black women and young Black and brown women, we can't question ourselves um, and question our own power yes. just when things get tricky. And so that's something that I think I've, I've had to overcome in that self-love and that self-mastery, even when other folks are doubting you, knowing that you cannot doubt yourself mm. um, becomes extremely important. And that's my word to my young girls here. Because I know sometimes when you in class, um, you could get teased for being the smartest one. Yeah. Or if you don't dress the same or hang out with the same people as people next to you, they start acting like something wrong with you. And it's like, hold on, hold on. Ain't nothing wrong with me. I'm good right. where I'm at. Right. If right. you got a problem with where I'm at, that means mm-hmm. something wrong with you. So to my young people here, hold on to your magic. Hold on to your power. Know that you are brilliant. Um, and that anyone who tries to make you feel like you are not, that means they got a problem with themselves, right? right. One, of the, one of the things we say all the time that she wins is hurt people hurt people, mm-hmm. right? That's they true. Do. They do. So don't let nobody who's hurt themselves project their hurt onto you. You're amazing. You're powerful. And you can do anything you put your mind to. Yes, yes. And as, as you were talking, one of the things I was thinking of um, is you guys serve over 30 schools in Newark. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Um, one of the things I was thinking of is you were talking about self-doubt and as black women self-doubt is like so is like the hardest thing we have to overcome because everyone tells you that you're wrong or everyone tells you that you're not this or you're not that so as you're working with young girls who are like dealing with that on a daily basis what is one or two things or, or one or two ways that you kind of empower them whether it be through classes or speaking or whatever how how do you empower your girls to to really say I am enough or to feel confident in that sense to, mm. to raise their hand or to say that, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm the smartest girl in the room and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with being that. Absolutely. Um, I think the first thing is like being real annoying about <laughs> making sure our girls know that. Right. Like, right. And so Yana, Brittany, Marina, any of the girls who's on here, they'll tell you if they were in our summer program, um, how many different workshops and conversations we've done around self-love about mm-hmm. loving your hair and your skin uh loving the curve of your lips loving all parts of your body like knowing that being young black and brown and in this city does not make anything wrong with you mm-hmm. and it does not limit what you can do right even when we're going through it and um like all of our people i mean some of our girls a lot of our girls all of us we have gone through some things mm-hmm. right um, but we're still powerful. We're still capable. We're still uh, capable of anything we put our mind to. But we have to be insistent on reminding our young people that because they don't always get those messages everywhere else, right? So I think first about it, the first thing is just being like very unapologetic and making sure our girls know who and whose they are. And that's mm. brilliant and talented and capable of all things. So the, one of the ways that we reinforce that is through mentorship, right? And so yeah. be it through myself or Miss Dana or Caitlin or Mo or any one of the people who are volunteering or mentoring our girls um, or through our peer mentors. We actually have mm-hmm. our high school students and college students serve as mentors themselves, mm-hmm. making sure our young people have constant access to other young people and adults who believe in them, who will support them, who will affirm them, but who also hold them accountable, right? Mm. It has to be a balance between like that affirmation and accountability. Right, right, you know right. Um, and so I think those two become really important. And then lastly, the service. Um, I, I'm a firm believer that young people and that our girls are not in need of saving. When given the tools, they will save themselves. Yes, say that again. <laughs> Period. Our yes. kids don't need to be saved, right? Right. They don't. Now, we need opportunities so that we could get to where we're trying to go, but our kids don't need no savior regardless of what color or community they come from our kids will save themselves when they're given the opportunities to do it um and so chief for us is really like that social and social and civic responsibility making sure our girls have opportunities to lead to Mm. transform their communities through their service and so any girl and she wins has helped create um 
you know, given out books to other elementary school kids in the city to promote early childhood literacy. They've served on, I don't know, a number of Thanksgiving and Christmas uh, dinner opportunities to serve the, the people who are home insecure, right? Mm -hmm. uh, they've volunteered at an enormous number of opportunities, uh, giving out gifts to young people for Christmas or making sure that young people have food on the table. And so all of our girls been a part of being the change they want to see and that becomes really important mm -hmm. uh when, when, when it comes to self-empowerment because if i know as a young person that i could change the community and make my community better then i know that i can help change my own life too yes i love that yes 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 i'm i'm writing as you're talking because there's going to be definitely things that i'm quoting you on on my page uh, <laughs> okay, good. definitely uh, we have some comments in here there's no such thing as being silent and she wins if you don't speak up you will be forced to speak yes yes that's right <laughs> um yes yeah, so you do have some girls who are looking to join so nice. definitely that is amazing um Please. so on your journey how were you able to overcome that self-doubt what how was you able mm -hmm. to navigate that and how do you now connect that so that's two-part question so let me start with that how did you overcome and navigate your self-doubt journey or mm. feeling like you you weren't good enough to do these things how did you overcome that and navigate that yeah um yeah i see amira i think just joined shout out to amira she's one of our incredible youth leaders eighth grader at peshan awesome. one of the youngest in the group but she is just so incredibly talented and brilliant um and one of the hardest working kids i know shout out to you amira um i think that one of the things that's helped me overcome is a lot of things that I try to recreate for my kids, mm. um, which is having access to an incredible village of people who believe in me, who see me, who will hold me accountable to my greatness. Um, and so in those moments when I when I have experienced self-doubt, and, and let's best believe, like, yeah, I'm grown, but, like, self-doubt is still real, right? And yes. we still all <laughs> yes. have to navigate that and experience that. Um, but I think it comes down to, like, I have never not had an incredible mentor or mentors plural in my life and so i tell my girls this all the time i mean we on an, every year they meet a number of people who are either serving as uh, mentors to them who are being on a, a women's empowerment or career panel mm -hmm. all these different incredible women um and, and not exclusively women but primarily women um who are doing great things and i tell them look it's not always what you know, but it's who you know. So it's yes. important that you stay in touch with these women who can be a part of seeing you grow and become amazing. Uh, because I know firsthand, some of the first jobs I got, right, were from my mentors. Some mm. of the first biggest checks, like people who really check in me, right, to get on my, to get my stuff together. If it wasn't my mother, it was my mentors or my teachers, like a Miss Morris or Mr. Regan's. Mm. Um, and so your village becomes really important. And I think that's been fundamental to me and my growth as a woman and as a leader. Yes. And I think it's also important. Sometimes I think even as we get older, we forget that you might need a mentor when you get 32. Right. <laughs> like when you get 35, like, it's okay to say yeah. you, you need to, you can continuously reaching out to that person and having that mentor. And I think that's really important, like you said, to have that village and have that support and know who you can go to. <laughs> and I that's think it. that's so great that you create that space for women for, for I'm sorry for young girls to have that to grow into women to be that for someone else coming up and I think that is so dope I love that <laughs> oh Courtney you must not have known but you got to be one of those women too you got to be one of those women <laughs> Who just let me know our girls you're gonna be a part of their village okay court is happening. yes let me know i am down to help i am down to be there whatever you need please let me know um so in talking a little bit about politics we had this election coming up and you said you had a lot of girls um who went out and voted how was that for you to get them to the point to vote and then seeing them vote like how did that make you feel as their mentor <laughs> and then seeing how a lot of because we, we have conversations across the country that a lot of people of color don't feel like their vote matters. So to be able to have young girls feel like they can vote and that their vote matters. What did that mean to you? I mean, I'm just getting emotional just hearing you like say it. Um, I mean, you know, one story that immediately comes to mind is Lakita. Um, she is another girl who's been in our group since she was 13 years old. Uh, actually no 12 turning 13 she just turned uh 18 this past september um and she i had to drag her into my <laughs> office a 
couple <laughs> months ago to finish her registration, right? Mm -hmm. And it wasn't because she didn't want to vote. It wasn't because she didn't think it's important. This girl has spoken in front of City Hall, has spoken in front of Congress members, yes. um, has been in several other countries speaking on behalf of girls and women. Um, but her thing was, because she's a teenager, it's like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get to it, but I'm going to just get to it. Mm -hmm. And so she's the one who literally, uh, when she got her mail-in ballot, she FaceTimed me, and I was just, like, in the middle, and she just FaceTimed me. She's, like, looked at her, and it came, it came, it came. And her story stands out so much to me because just a year ago, she was in a what could have been a deadly car accident. Mm -hmm. um, and she would be comfortable with me saying this, um, where she was paralyzed from the waist down. Mm. The waist down. And wow. when we, I was first visiting her, when she became conscious, you know, she wasn't able to move her hands. She wasn't able to move her hands. And to have had her FaceTime me just a couple weeks ago when her mail-in ballot came, not only seeing her holding her ballot, right, but having her tell me that she's going to try to actually put her signature in because mm. she's able to move her hands again, right, mm. um, was just one of the most rewarding things. And so I tell Lakita's story because although her journey to just getting here to register to vote and to vote uh, took took a lot more than others she made sure that she got it done she made sure that her and her mom and she was the one actually when i ran for office last year not only did she serve as my executive assistant but she got her whole family registered to vote right? yes she was 16 <laughs> but she was 16 so that they could vote for me mm. right um and so she, her story is really symbolic of all those girls in my organization, like a Tylasia, right? Who at the finishing class a couple hours went to make sure she voted. Like Kayla, who's working two jobs right now while being full-time in college, made sure she voted, right? Like Nevaeh, who moved to Mississippi from New Jersey uh, just a year ago and made sure not only she voted, but all the girls in her dorm and in her friend group voted too. Yes. Um, and so it, it, it's symbolic. It's powerful it's incredible that our young women know that their voices matter in mm -hmm. a world where people try to make little black and brown girls think that their voices that their safety that their bodies that mm. none of it matters at all it right. is everything it is everything that she wins girls are voting and that's my hope for every every young girl growing mm. up in cities like north just to continue to use your voice because we need to hear from you yes we have a yes in the comments uh <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. And just hearing that is so powerful. And we were, I was having a conversation with one of my friends recently because um, we were saying how college is the place where a lot of young people actually get registered to vote and go into, I went to an HBCU in Virginia and going there, like we made sure we registered to vote. And it was the first year Obama got elected. So it was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but not having that, you see a lot of people, a lot of young people not voting. So I think it's amazing that you were still able to get so many girls together in Newark to vote, especially um, knowing that this election has been crazy and it's been all over the place and so many things have come out of it. And so many people have been sharing how they felt to know that you had so many girls registered to vote and that they kept pushing to make sure that they got it done. And it wasn't just because you were annoying, but it was like you instilled in them that it was important to make sure that they had a voice and that they, they used their voice. So I think that is so dope, so dope. Right. And Courtney, we know that young people listen to young people more yes. than they listen to anybody else. Yes. Right? <laughs> and so there becomes a ripple effect when a Dorian gets Lakita or Tylasia or Kayla to register to vote because then Nevaeh and Kayla and Lakita and, and, and um, you know, get, they get their friends to register to vote too. Right. And so that becomes really important. I think I saw my aunt Julie join on here who is also a she oh, went yes. Shout out to you. And an incredible um, essential worker who has been on the front lines during this pandemic. Mm. So I love you. I'm so glad you're here. Um, and yeah, I think it's all just a testament to uh, the village that's around our kids. It's our kids and their parents. It's our kids in their school. Um, I, I'll say one thing about Julie. She makes sure Tamia shows up, right? Whether mm. she was driving Tamia, her and Tamia were driving to D.C. to the March on Washington in the middle of a pandemic a couple months ago. Or oh, wow. Making sure, right? Making sure that her, her daughter knew her power. It's all of us as mm. organizers, as service providers, as parents, making yeah. sure our kids know their voices. She's a problem. Five, six years and she wins. That's awesome. How long have you had the organization up and running? I don't think we talked about that. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, it's wild. So I started this organization in 2015. And so we are finishing at, at the close of this year, we'd be finishing our fifth year. Um, so we're going on, yeah, going on six years of programming. And, and because our program is a long-term engagement model, our young women start with us in seventh and eighth grade, and we mm. provide programming and mentorship and services throughout their matriculation to high school. Mm -hmm. um, so it really does become that family. And like Ayana said, like we start to lose track of time. Because like, <laughs> you know, we really, we, it's, it's all encompassing. Um, and mm -hmm. our girls really become family with each other and really a part of my own family. And when we're building that tribe. Kylie, I already love you, girl. So you good. <laughs> Once you join, it's just going to take the love a whole nother level. But we already here with it. So please yes. stay in touch. I'd love to have you be a part of what we're doing at Sheelands. Yes, I love that. Um, So in talking a little bit about helping young girls, you know, use their voice and have a seat at the table, what is one way that you are able to, in a world where a lot of young Black girls are feeling not just the self-doubt, but the, the lack of self-confidence or feeling like they're not enough. How are you able to continue or to, to, to push girl, little girls um, to feel that they are beautiful, to feel that they are confident um, when they're in a world that kind of tells them the opposite? I think a lot of times in having conversations with some of my friends, we talk a lot about how as Black women, we are always like, we have to be the strongest. We can't cry. Like, we can't have emotions and all of that. How are you able to tell the girls in your program, like, it's okay to be this strong woman and to cry and to show emotion when you're told that you can't do both? Mm. Oh, such an important question. Um, I would say 85% of the girls in our organization are big siblings, right? They're mm. big sisters to uh, little brothers and little sisters with a lot of eagerness and uh, uh, energy opportunities some of them are big sisters uh to, to young people who have special needs right um and so our girls often like always have to be on mm. um, always have to be on and so she wins becomes a really sacred space where it's like they know that yeah miss adorian or miss dana or whoever is here is going to be on me but i can be safe emotionally here i can let my guard down here i don't gotta be big sister here i'm not helping nobody with homework right now right now i'm just taking a break and that's no just and that's no nod at all to to the role of the big sibling because my girls take pride in being who they are they will mm -hmm. they will tell you that i am such and such big sister and this is my baby um but i think there's something really beautiful too in being able to have a space outside of who we have to be at home or even yes. with our friends yeah right? just be like okay here i can just be and so at our she wins program we start and end our day um with what's called a she a winner circle where our girls just go around and say how they're feeling for the day, what their hope is, of giving an affirmation to somewhere else. And it creates that space of this like emotional safety and knowing that it's okay to be vulnerable. Mm. One thing that our girls say a lot um, and she wins is that like, I didn't know that a place with all girls could feel like this. Um, wow. And, and which, is, <laughs> which is deep, right? Right. A lot of us in school, when you think of all girls, you think of drama, you think right. of such and such messing with such and such, right? I don't got a lot of female friends because I don't deal with the females. It's, it's that's all the, that. You know that's the go-to line. I don't yeah. have no female friends because they keep up too much drama. Boom, right. Boom, right? Um, and part of that is, part of that is, I think it's a layered conversation, but what we see with our girls is that when they come together here, Yes, I mean, you're young people, right? So there's mm -hmm. going to be conflict. There's going to be things you have to work through. But right. when you see that there's a community rooted in self-love, rooted in sisterhood, mm -hmm. rooted in service, it just feels different. It, it hits different here. Mm -hmm. um, and it's because of what the values that we set, but then also the values that the girls live out and create for themselves. Um, when you talk to girls and she wins, they say the things that they love most about being here is like the other girls, right? And mm. so it comes down to the sense of emotional safety and sanctuary that they create for themselves. Yes. Now, how much of that, just to get a little bit, not too personal, but just to get a little bit of your journey, how much of that was a part of your journey into becoming who you are now? Was that, was that a major part? Was that something that you had to get over? Because I know, like you said, you work with a lot of girls who have similar, has, have a similar story to you or have similar stories to each other. So how much of your story is seen in the She Wins organization? Mm, that's such a good question. I, I <laughs> want to shout out my friend, Seti, who just joined in, one of yes. good friends from college. She's an incredible 
innovator, leader, thinker, trailblazer, both here and in her home country of Ghana. Um, I think she's at Stanford Business School, I think, right now, studying, doing your thing. Good so, girl. Yeah, and she's created just, like, great organizations that do great work for young people, um, both domestically and abroad. So shout out to Seti. Mm, I love um, that. Yeah. Hey. Seti <laughs> girl. Seti girl, I need to be on one of my She Wins panels, too, with Courtney. Okay, yes. <laughs> right. Y'all already volunteers. <laughs> yes, um, I, I like being volunteered too. It's okay, don't worry. <laughs> that's it. Um, but yeah, uh, when I think about how much of my stories and she wins, I think so much of it is. Um, I created she wins so that girls could have both a little bit of what I did have and what I didn't. Mm. What I did have was this constant support um, from my mom, from my teachers, from prayer warriors in my community who let me know that no matter what I was going through, that I was seen and that I was loved and that I could make a difference, right? Mm -hmm. um, I first started doing organizing work in my community when I was like 12 years old. I um, know you said that earlier. You was like doing a lot of work. I was like, she was when I was just real young. <laughs> that's right. And that became a refuge for me. Um, Monique is on here. Shout out to Monique, who is just like such an incredible uh, guide and mentor for our kids because she was one of the first kids when I was growing up who I was doing that organizing work in North with, mm. um, helping teach kids how to get ready for the SAT, helping organize volunteer work in the community. And so I created She Wins so that it could be a little bit of that, right? Mm -hmm. This safe space for girls, um, this space where girls knew their power in the community, but also to provide this thing that I didn't have, right? Which was this community of just where girls who went through some of the same things could come together and know that they weren't alone because mm. of what they went through. Um, I, you know, when I, when my father was killed, that was one of the most like loneliest and isolating times in my life. Cause first of all, everyone at school just like somehow knew about it. Right. Mm. And so it was like that kind of like isolating part of it. Um, but then at the same time, when I think about so many kids who went through that, who didn't have a parent like I did, who didn't have a teachers like I did, I wouldn't be where I am today. And so that's where the vision is to really create something that, um, can help outlive our trauma and help transform Ooh. our trauma into trauma triumph. Yes, outlive the trauma and transform trauma into triumph. I love. I'm writing that down. Okay, <laughs> do it. <yes. laughs> um, because that is so profound. I think that it's sometimes your your trauma can be what holds you back, and sometimes it can be what elevates you to do certain things and I think turning your trauma into trap is so so it's so important it's it's amazing like I can't even get the words out because <laughs> so um and just to know like a lot of young black girls feel like that you know they go through that trauma and and they feel you know sometimes they feel like they're alone or or they feel isolated and to be able to like overcome that is so strong, <laughs> um, but it's all, it can also sometimes be very um, lonely or, or very difficult too. And I think it's so important, like you said, just, just trauma over trauma. I, th that's, yes. <laughs> um, I love that, I love that. Um, so as we're talking about, you know, on your journey and growing and becoming, how do you think about your journey and becoming to who you are now what is one thing on your journey that you kind of was able to say I am growing into or I am stepping into um or I am becoming <laughs> yeah oh I love that because it ties into the name of your your platform right mm -hmm. the stepping into she yes. um what I love about our first lady Michelle Obama Ooh. yes <laughs> yes yes that's my girl <laughs> right shout out to Queen Auntie Shelley um, but for everything she's accomplished from being a, a Princeton grad from the south side of Chicago mm -hmm. to being one of the most accomplished lawyers in her firms in her city, hospital executive, and then, of course, first lady who wasn't just a first lady, but was a trailblazer on yeah. so many different issues and a, and a mother of two beautiful black daughters, mm. right? For everything she's accomplished, she tells us that she is still becoming Yes. She is still becoming the best version of herself. She is still becoming the best mother and best person and best woman she can be. Mm -hmm. And that that's okay. 
Um, and so what I'd say is that, you know, what I'm stepping into and what, the, what I'm owning about myself is that even as a young grown woman, right, mm -hmm. I'm still learning. I'm still like a lifelong learner. I'm still becoming the best version of me. I'm still becoming the best daughter I possibly can. I'm still becoming the best leader I possibly can. I'm still becoming the best servant of the mission of, of being a, in the kingdom of God, right? Yes. I love everyone spiritual, but I do believe that we're all here for a purpose greater than ourselves. Mm -hmm. And the more that we align ourselves with that bigger calling, the, the better position we are to do the work. And so I'm still becoming all the best parts of me. Um, and that's what makes my journey and who I am and all of us that's what makes it so beautiful. Uh, we will go through some things to get where we trying to go, right? Mm -hmm. And that's mm -hmm. on period, as the kids right. say. Like, <laughs> we're going to go right. through it. We're going to go through it. Uh, we'll go through self-doubt. We'll go through obstacles. We'll go through people and things that question us and test us. But as long as we're still moving, mm. as long as we're still going, right? right. It's not always uh, uh, just about the destination. It's about the path, right? If we, as long as we're going somewhere, we're taking a path. Um, then we're doing something right. And so, yeah, I'm still becoming a lot of things, but I'm, I'm proud of the woman I am and the proud of the woman I'm becoming and all the people, places, and things that have nurtured and cultivated um, who I am so, and so that I can get there. Yes, I love that. I love that. And I, she was a very big part of the stepping into That's right. That's <laughs> right. everything that I created because in reading her book, it's so true. As you grow, you continue this journey of becoming who you are. And like you said, it's mm. not a destination. It's like purpose is not a destination. It's a continuous, continuous journey. So I love the fact that, you know, stepping into that is what we do every day. So in that, if you could give us like, what does stepping into she mean to you? Like in the Dorian quote of what is stepping into she to a Dorian? Mm. Uh, well, I want to shout out one of my another one of my students who just came on, Felijah, aka Gente, who yes. I've also known since she was like 13, 14 years old, but um, really personifies what it means to always be stepping into yourself, right? Mm. Every time I see Felijah, she is growing into this new part of her leadership, of her creativity, of her dynamic womanhood. Um, and so I'm so proud of you, Gente. And I know you're working and you got your car, you're doing your thing, and I'm just so proud of you mm. um when i think about um what what i'm becoming and and what i like to become i think it all comes down to like purpose right i said earlier one of my mentors desiree um who's an incredible leader and dynamic strategist etc says she always wants to choose purpose over position right mm. so i'm not beat off the title i'm not beat off the job i'm not beat off whatever type of label that's attached to me yes um, i am driven by the purpose attached to my position right mm. the purpose behind what i'm doing yes and so if i could put it plainly like that's what i'm chasing i'm chasing purpose i'm chasing impact i'm chasing growth i'm chasing healing uh mm. not just for myself but for my community um and for people who have been through the things that i've been through seeing the things i've seen and then some because uh, mm. I know that I haven't seen and been through everything. And there's so much that we can learn from our stories and other yeah. folks. So I'm chasing purpose, girl. And that's what I'm stepping into. Um, and always being okay uh, with the ebbs and the flows and the ups and the downs of the process. As long as we are chasing mm. purpose over position. Yes, I love that. Purpose over position. You will see that on my page, too. I'm the okay. <laughs> I love that. That is amazing. Um so as we, we wrap up tonight, because Instagram gets shady sometimes, and we'll cut you off. Any last minute tips for any of the women or girls listening um, that you want to share from your journey or just your experiences or from some of the girls that you have worked with um, through She Wins? Any last minute tips or suggestions or just like encouraging words that you want to share for the women and girls on here? Yeah, Um I'll close with one of our models that we say all the time at She Wins. She needed a hero, so she became her own. Mm. Um, I started this organization because I know that our girls and our women, when given the opportunity, will become their own heroes. Um, and so if we look at everything happening right now in our world, and our community, uh, we know that this is a time where we can't wait for Superman. 
We can't right. wait for anybody to come in and try to save us. We right. have to save ourselves. You have to be our own heroes for our mm -hmm. parents, for our siblings, for our community. And so my charge to everyone here um, is for us to all find that one thing that we can do more in our life to really show up for ourselves, to show up mm -hmm. for our dreams, show up for our goals, to show up for who we're trying to be, um, and then to show up for somebody else. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. When you look at me, um, it is not just me being so brilliant and amazing and talented that got me here. Um, it is prayers and sacrifices from my yes, mother. Lord. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. Like from my mother, from her friends, like my Aunt Julie, who stepped in and was always a mentor and guide for me. Um, from my grandmother, um, who literally came up in the Jim Crow South, right? Mm. And raised her kids to become two college graduates here in the state of New Jersey. From my father, who immigrated here from South Carolina, from the Guyana. In South mm. America, I am the daughter of so many sacrifices and and and, and just everything that they went through has mm. made it possible for me to be here today. And that. so we all have a responsibility to pay it forward to make sure that somebody else whose life is attached to ours is better because we were there. And so that's my charge. My charge is for us to choose purpose over position, for us mm. to never sleep on our brilliance, never sleep on our talents. To know mm -hmm. that we are dope and yes. amazing, um, and then to make someone else's life just a little bit better. I love that. Yes, I love that. That is amazing. And we actually have one, somebody in the comments, I think, stepping into she is getting through all your obstacles, no matter what it is. You will always be she, no matter the fear. You can always Ooh. be who you want to be. Yes, I love that. <laughs> I'm going to yes. that too. Um, whoever put that FG, uh, that lunatic i'm definitely going to quote you on that yeah. um <laughs> and, yeah shout out to um, you for that yes she wins is a very nice place you get to meet other girls and make new friends do trips so tell us how girls who are listening i know there were some in the comments who wanted to want to get involved how can girls get connected to she wins new jersey yeah so just we try to make it very simple we were staying really active on social media so that girls can reach us directly and so just shoot me like a quick quick DM either at this page, my Adorian for Nork page, or She Wins in Jay. And then what I'll do is I'll respond to you with a quick little interest form that you can fill out um, that lets you know, that keeps you kind of like on our notifications so you know what's coming up and when and when the next opportunity for enrollment is. Mm. Um, and so just do that. So yeah, just shoot a quick DM and we'll make it happen. Shout out to you, Kylie, and my young person, um, David from Eastside and FG Lunatic, all y'all who are here, all my young people. Like yes. I just want you to know how incredibly powerful you are and how important it is that you right here you can be doing a lot of other things you could be here. on uh, minecraft you could be <laughs> playing 2k right you could be figuring out what tory lane's last said on his instagram while you can do a lot of other things you know what i'm saying that man <laughs> but yes yes but you, you could be doing a whole lot but you're here listening to this conversation yeah. um empowering yourself and empowering other people and know that i see you i love you i'm so proud of you and however i can be here for you i will so yeah just shoot me a quick dm or and we're gonna make it happen Yes. Oh, Among Us. She wrote. <laughs> I keep hearing about Among Us. <laughs> yes, yes. Gotta get on um, that. I've never heard of Among Us. I don't know what that is. <laughs> it's a new I'm... game that clearly is really big from what I've been hearing. <laughs> I'm going to have to ask my nephew. He's forcing me like, what is that? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, thank you so much for coming on, sharing your story, and telling us a little bit about more She Wins and Jay, a little bit about more, a little bit about, about who you are and your journey and your stepping into She process. Thank you so much for sharing. Everyone on here, thank you for coming in and listening and dropping your comments and quotes. And if you need me for anything, please, please, I will always, I will make myself available for whatever you need. Just let me know. And if you guys have any additional comments or questions, like Adorian said, please DM her or you can DM me or you can just post about it and tag us in it. And, and we'll, it will, we'll talk it through. So thank you again <laughs> for coming on. And hopefully we have some like, better news about this election after <laughs> that's the goal that's the goal um, yeah. but thank you guys everyone who's watching and who will watch thank you again for tuning into this episode of stepping into me that's right and thank you guys for being here david i just saw your question she wins right now doesn't currently have a he wins but one day maybe we will but do me a favor just dm me and i can connect you to some men's and boys organizations who are doing really great work here in the city so that you yes. uh, have some places. But thank you, Courtney. Thank you for stepping into She. And again, it's been an honor and a pleasure. Thank you for all the young people and folks who've been here. Yes. 
Love it. Jesus is a legend. <laughs> That's right, girl. Thank you. Thank you. All right, and have a good night. <laughs> See you later. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs> Hey y'all, thanks for checking out this episode of the Stepping Into She podcast. I hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as I did. And if you would like to check out the top five things I learned from this conversation and more, head over to my Instagram page, Stepping Into She, to check it out. You can also watch this interview under the IGTV icon on my Stepping Into She Instagram page. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast and share with your friends. Also, feel free to DM me on Instagram for topics and conversations that you would like to hear under the Stepping Into She podcast. Thanks.